Hassan Piker just got banned for spreading hate on the internet. Britney Spears is denying recent reports and the internet is furious at TMZ. Politicians and their families are being targeted by former candidates at their homes now. AI art lawsuits are getting huge. You got all of that and more on today's brand new Philip DeFranco show. So buckle up, hit that like button. Otherwise I will punch you in the throat and let's just jump into it. Hassan Piker just got banned and I say good. Not really, but please send that clip to him out of context. That dirty lefty commie capitalist getting banned on TikTok. With honestly, the, the most amazing thing about this situation being about what specific content got him banned. Because whether you agree or disagree with Hassan's politics, like at, at different times in his career, he has said some wild shit. But apparently what got him banned is he was talking about how Black Lives Matter on MLK Day. Right, so the alleged video in question is the fucking most TikTok thing I've ever seen. For the 0.0 second attention span, you have an ASMR video with some subway surfers and then on watching and reacting a video where people are talking about whether they believe black lives matter or all lives matter. And you see a black woman saying she supports black lives matter, or a white man says all lives matter. And so Hassan talks about the division between the two sides of the aisle here. The extreme in that situation is one side saying correctly that, uh, you know, black people are disproportionately targeted by the criminal justice system and sometimes even killed as a consequence of that disproportionate targeting and systemic racism. The other side is denying that reality. With Hassan's editor also reposting that TikTok on Twitter to which Hassan ended up responding, every time a TikTok of mine goes viral, I get mass reported and permanently banned. Nice system, TikTok. With that tweet including what appears to be a message from TikTok saying that his account has been permanently banned over repeated community guidelines violations. With Hassan saying, I hope someone at TikTok support can explain to me why my account along with my editor was banned at the same time. We routinely have to deal with mass reports from the right and now they're even going after fan accounts. For a second, it seemed like Hassan was in luck. With TikTok support seeing those tweets, responding, saying, hey, give us a DM and we'll look into this. Problem solved right? Uh, no, because Hassan later posted a screenshot of his DM exchange with TikTok and that account saying that after speaking directly with our suspension team, the ban will stay due to hateful behavior. We apologize, we cannot give you better news. With Hassan saying, LOL, TikTok did not ban me for a BLM post and claim it's hateful misconduct. No way. Now with all that said, before you go, hey, this is evidence that TikTok is trying to take down big leftists. My counter to that is no. Now I do believe that people in certain groups do weaponize the reporting system on TikTok. That is insanely rampant. And that is a problem they're going to have to learn to fix. Or rather, what I'm saying is I just don't think that there is intent behind what the people at TikTok are doing. Because in my experience, and I've been doing this for 15 years, I don't know if I've ever seen a more wild west, no one knows what the fuck is going on company like TikTok before. I got a billion views on TikTok last year with a B and I don't even have a low level contact at that company. And in my experience, unless you have an account that has millions of followers and you have their check mark, like you could just be gone tomorrow. And even for those with massive audiences and with check marks, it's not gonna not happen. It just decreases the likelihood or number of times something like this is going to happen. Hell, a thing that's happening with me right now, one of my secondary TikTok accounts might actually get shut down this week because they think I'm impersonal Impersonating me. Like, they got me actively rooting for YouTube short success. But also, last second update and fantastic news for Hassan, his account has actually just now been reinstated. So let this be a lesson. TikTok will get it right if you also have a massive audience off-platform that you can then complain to and those posts go viral and there's a lot of attention and then people start messaging TikTok. You know, something super accessible and realistic for most creators. <laughs> and then, some people have been saying it for the last 15 years. Let it be alone. 
good. And today we've got people shouting that once again. And this because of an alleged incident Britney Spears had at a restaurant in Woodland Hills, California. But reportedly she was eating at a restaurant with her husband, Sam Asghari, and people there apparently were quick to start taking photos of her. With TMZ reporting that eyewitnesses say Britney became manic, yelling and talking gibberish. Not another language, just unrecognizable speech. With the outlet claiming that Sam ended up storming out, Britney leaving not too long after. TMZ also getting video of her there, which has been circulating all around. But for what it's worth, uh, the music in the restaurant is very, very loud. It's hard to hear what she's actually saying. But so you can try and understand the situation yourself. Here's a video that TMZ claims is a manic episode. <laughs> She takes the menu to cover her face, kind of a classic celebrity hiding from the cameras move. She appears to be talking to maybe a waiter, but you also can't hear what she's saying. So you had a lot of people that were responding to this report slamming the framing of it. Or saying TMZ and people like them are trying to spin this as her being manic without real proof. And saying this seems like a setup to make her look crazy that the video shows nothing. Others also saying things like, someone filmed Britney without permission in a restaurant and sold the footage to TMZ. Have we learned nothing from what this woman went through in 2007, 2008? She's not just here for your fucking amusement. She deserves to be able to go out without people gawking and filming. And actually at this point, both Britney and Sam have responded about this whole situation. Pretty first posting a video of her dancing and giving the middle finger. Also writing on Instagram that she was quote, a little drunk at the restaurant and slamming the press for following her every move and adding, I'm so flattered they talk about me like a maniac then have the balls to talk about all the negative things that happened in my past. I know y'all are rooting for me and all and make sure you check out the shocking Shrek picture of me. With that, likely referring to this unflattering photo someone took of her that was spreading around the internet. Sam also giving a statement to TMZ where he said he didn't storm out of the restaurant, saying that he just went out to get the car so they could get out of there. And saying that the whole situation didn't go down like it was reported that she was just frustrated that so many people were filming her. When you sit down to have a meal and people get their cameras out and start filming you and stuff, it's disrespectful. And saying this is something that comes with fame. You also had an employee at the restaurant confirming a lot of this to page six, saying the disruptor wasn't Britney, it was the diner who taunted her by taking a video without consent, and saying Britney was just understandably upset. With people responding to all of this by further slamming TMZ, saying how odd, some random person at a restaurant wasn't able to accurately diagnose Britney Spears simply by eavesdropping on her dinner from afar. It's almost like you had ulterior motives in sharing this completely unsupported and false information. You even have some people going as far as to accuse TMZ of doctoring the video to make Britney sound less coherent, but right now that's just unverified speculation. Though others adding the criticism should also be directed at whoever filmed her in the restaurant. And personally, I'm on the, yeah, fuck TMZ and the person that filmed Britney train. Because here's the deal, I agree with outlets like Cosmo that have written things like, the truth is none of us know what is happening with Britney Spears right now. What we do know, however, is that her mental health has previously suffered because of having her privacy invaded and being hounded by the press. So isn't it time the likes of TMZ backed off and refrained from using words like meltdown. But also with that, I genuinely don't think TMZ and places like that are ever going to fucking stop. And why would they? They went from a day where they weren't going to have a post. Uh-oh, no news to cover what to do. Well, let's report this inconclusive, unsubstantiated thing. Because not only do we get to get that post and that attention and that monetization, TMZ is then pressuring the subject of their unsubstantiated piece to respond and give them another article to report. They are creating, out of almost thin air, their own news cycle. And that ain't new. That's been the strategy. They've just framed it differently over the years to shield themselves from as much criticism as they used to do, like when they fucking live stream Britney Spears having a breakdown. And then, it's a new year, but I'm gonna remind you beautiful bastards again, cybersecurity is a must. You know, the majority of account hacking happens via credential stuff. Right? Suppose you've used your usual email address and password on a website that wasn't maintained or got compromised. Boom, your username and password could end up on the deep web or hacker forum. So how can you help protect yourself? Well, set up question. That's why our fantastic partner and sponsor of today's show, NordVPN, or more directly, nordvpn.com slash phil comes in. You know, when hackers get your information, they can take over your username and password to get into other websites like Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and more. So 
Also, if you use the same password for all of your websites, they might succeed and get into your account. And so NordVPN can actually alert you if this happens when you turn on dark web monitor. And be sure to use a password manager like NordPass to generate strong, unique passwords and always have them at your hand without actually having to remember them. So get protected. Go to nordvpn.com slash to get a huge discount off a two-year plan plus a free additional month and it's a good deal you shouldn't pass up. That's nordvpn.com slash It's all risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. And then an ex-GOP candidate in New Mexico was arrested this morning for allegedly orchestrating drive-by shootings targeting Democrats. Right, so the man in question is Solomon Pena, who lost an election for a state housey by a landslide this fall, losing by more than 73% of the vote. And now, according to the Albuquerque police, Pena was the mastermind behind a conspiracy where four other men shot multiple rounds at the homes of two county commissioners and two state legislatures from December 4th to early January. Police saying Pena paid the men cash and sent text messages with addresses where he wanted them to shoot at the homes. And allegedly, he was even present in the car at the last shooting, which targeted a state senator and even attempted to shoot an automatic rifle, but luckily it malfunctioned. But also the other man he was with still successfully shot more than a dozen rounds from a handgun, including into the room of the lawmaker's daughter. And while it seems pretty straightforward with Pena, authorities say it's currently unclear if all the hired gunmen knew that the targets were elected Democrats. Reportedly, the investigation is still ongoing. Some of those involved have reportedly already been arrested. Also, the good news being reported is that despite so many of these shots actually making their way into the homes, no one was injured. That also should not distract from how insane and scary this is. The only reason this is going to be an even bigger story with more staying power is because the hired shooters failed to hurt or kill anyone, which is why it is such a key thing to take away from this. As far as motive for this, Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller confirmed in a statement that these shootings were indeed politically motivated. I know, shocking, except to anyone that's fucking paid attention to society over the last however many years. With people noting he kind of seemed re-amped up by Trump's decision recently to announce his 2024 run. With Pena tweeting at that time, Trump just announced for 2024. I stand with him. I never conceded my HD 14 race. Now researching my options. Which now, I guess, included paying people to shoot up Democrats' homes? Or because as far as why he targeted these specific officials, a police spokesperson claimed that after the election, Pena visited the homes of three county commissioners and one of the state senators that he targeted. And there, he complained about his election loss, claiming that it was rigged, and tried to get them to sign paperwork, claiming that there was fraud. But of course, they all declined, and the spokesperson said they even got into quite an argument with one of them, and adding that the shootings happened shortly after, which kind of suggests why they were targeted. Which is why with this, we saw Mayor Keller describing Pena as a right-wing radical and an election denier who did the worst imaginable thing you can do when you have a political disagreement. Turn that into violence and adding, this type of radicalism is a threat to our nation and it has made its way to our doorstep. And one of the final key things here is as the New York Times explains, Mr. Penny's arrest comes amid a recent increase in threats and attacks against elected officials from both parties and is yet another illustration of the danger that elected officials in the United States face as violent political speech increasingly crosses the line into in-person confrontation. And it's not like this is out of nowhere. People have such short-term memories. It wasn't that long ago where someone attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband even though people tried to turn that into like some lover's quarrel, random conspiracy bullshit. And it's all just so fucking disheartening and scary that people don't see people as people. That has become all teams. Like you should be able to be like, what happened with Pelosi and what happened in this recent shooting and what happened with Steve Scalise, what, five plus years ago? All of that is fucking wrong. We shouldn't minimize or dismiss the violent actions and rhetoric that we're seeing. And then the robot revolution is here. The robots are rising up and human beings have responded the way they always do lawsuits. And specifically, when I say the robots, I mean AI tools and companies. We're seeing all sorts of lawsuits pop up. You've got instances like three artists suing Midjourney, Stability AI, and DeviantArt. This is over their use of Stable Diffusion, which is an AI art generating tool. And how easily one of the biggest lawsuits right now is that Getty Images is suing Stability AI, who are, and this is a very key thing, the creators of the Stable Diffusion AI art tool, with Getty Images suing them in a London court for allegedly using Getty Images products without a license. Which you might ask, well, how do they know they're doing that? Well, it, it doesn't help that it actually recreates the Getty Images 
Image's trademark. Although the real likely reason is because Stability Diffusion's data training set is open source, meaning that people can actually see that it relied on Getty Images. With Getty Images claiming in a press statement that the company unlawfully copied and processed millions of images protected by copyright to train its program. With Getty CEO going on to say that the issue at hand is Stability AI's use of intellectual property of others, absent permission or consideration to build a commercial offering of their own financial benefit. And say, we don't believe this specific deployment of Stability's commercial offering is covered by fair dealing in the UK or fair use in the US. And honestly, this isn't too surprising. Right? Anyone who has worked in digital media knows there are two groups you try not to fuck with, and that is Getty Images and Alamy. Use one of their stock photos without permission, and you're likely going to get slapped with a copyright claim, even if it's fair use. And while the full details of this lawsuit are still private, when asked what Getty Images wants out of this, the company's CEO made it clear that it wasn't about damages or stopping AI art. Instead, saying he wants a new legal status quo and adding, I think there are ways of building generative models that respect intellectual property. I equate this to Napster and Spotify. Spotify negotiated with intellectual property rights holders, labels, and artists to create a service. And so while we wait to see what courts think about all of this, as far as the, the court of public opinion, these new lawsuits, they bring back to the forefront the ongoing conversation about whether AI art is theft or at least partly relies on theft, which a key thing regarding that stability AI is trying to offer a solution that might actually work for everyone. Saying now it's allowing artists to opt out of having their art used as a training model. And that's actually something that you can verify as their data set is open source. So of course you have people saying, well, it should just be opt-in. But for now, in general, we're gonna have to wait to see what happens with these lawsuits. Which like I said, there are many, but I think the, the one that stands out the most is Getty Images because they have a war chest and the ability to really put the pressure on them. And then smoking is now banned in public places like hotels, beaches, and parks in Mexico. This ban just went into effect on Sunday and coupled with a previous ban on smoking in public indoor places like restaurants and bars, that means there is a near complete ban on smoking outside of private homes. So some key details. The law is part of the general law for tobacco control reform, which notably includes a total ban on the promotion, advertising, and sponsorship of tobacco products. We've also covered some other provisions in the past, things like upcoming restrictions on the sale of e-cigs and vape. So this change puts Mexico in a small club of countries with extremely restrictive smoking laws and by far the most strict in the Americas. This is going to affect tons of people. Mexico has a population of like 129 million and about 16% of them smoke. It's meaningful because you're talking about tens of millions of people, but also kind of not that many. Like if you compare Mexico to other Latin American nations such as Bolivia and Chile, their numbers are wild. Nearly 40% of those populations smoke. Now, while Mexico's changes have been widely praised, there are some concerns among citizens about how effective this is actually going to be. One of the biggest concerns being that the law is just going to be widely ignored by corrupt cops and may not actually curb smoking as those who want can still do it at home. But to that point, I mean, I'm super anti-smoking tobacco and I'm even against a ban of smoking cigarettes at home. But for now, we're going to have to wait at least a few years to start seeing the longer term effects of this ban. But I do hope it's effective because I mean, smoking, I don't know if people know this, it's still the leading cause of preventable diseases in most countries. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Be sure to jump into those comments. Let me know what you're thinking about today's stories. Also get more news you need to know if you missed yesterday's show or check out this bonus video. But that's it as always. My name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces and I'll see you tomorrow.